Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. At Professionally Fit, we help you to identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to the show. I'll be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Miss Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jack. Hey guys. On today's episode, we're talking relationship goals. How does your relationship with your body speak to others and to yourself? Do you love you? Let's dive into it. I'm so excited about today's show. I know. It's going to be really good. I can't wait. Because so many people, regardless of where they are, like whether they love their body or they're still working on their you know, body, have issues and insecurities, right, right. you know? So how can you develop a healthy relationship with your body while in progress, exactly. while there's work in progress? Exactly. But first, wait, wait what? what? Wait, what is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? what? New love spot in downtown Detroit. Okay. Called the Griot. All right. Black owned. Mm-hmm. It's a little juke joint. They have live music. Ooh, juke joint. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And they have um a record player. Oh, and so he has all these I'm records. Sold already. Yes. It's such a nice spot. It's small, it's intimate. It's it's in Midtown Detroit. It's mm-hmm. next door to Seva. Okay. Yep. And so I've been dying to go. So I was meeting with a friend recently for a meeting and I suggested that we meet at the Griot because we were meeting at like 6 p.m. So it was still a calm crowd, you know, where it wasn't too many people, not too lively. And actually her and I ended up being the first two people there that day because they opened at four. And so we go in and, you know, we order some cocktails and we're hanging out. And so they don't have a kitchen per se, but they have restaurants do pop-ups there. Okay. Okay. So after we had been there about 30 minutes, um, the young ladies who were cooking for that evening come rolling in with all their supplies and carrying their food in. So I look over to the owner, because this is one of those spots where the owner is just on the scene. You yeah. know who the owner is. So I, I lean over and I ask him, what food are you guys having this evening? And he asked the, the cooks and they said, oh, we're making meatballs with something else. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, what's wrong? I was like, well, you, you don't have, they don't have any vegan options, do they? And he asked them and they said, no, we don't have anything vegan. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, well, what do you want to eat? And I'm like, what? He's like, just order you some food from next door at seven and I'll pay for it. Wait, what? Exactly. I said, wait, wait. This is old school. People don't run businesses like this. Right. You know what I mean? I said, did you just, he whipped out a menu from Seva next door. And if for for those of you who don't know, Seva is a vegan slash vegetarian restaurant in the city of Detroit. And the Griot, this place that we were at, just happens to be right next door to it. So he whipped out a Seva menu mm-hmm. and was like, order whatever you want for you and your friend. And I pay for it. That is amazing. That is so amazing. That's how you get regulars. Yes. You know, and not just any kind of regulars, the kind of regulars that you want in your establishment. Yes. That, you know, that, that look to you as personable, you know? Absolutely. I was like, if that's not a welcome to the griot, then I don't know what is. I don't know is. what else is, yeah. I was so thoroughly impressed by that. I was like, wow. It's nothing like providing, going above and beyond. 
Right. Because I was perfectly okay with them not having any vegan or vegetarian options. And kind of used to it. And used to it. So I wasn't even expecting them to have anything. But the fact that he was like, no, absolutely not. If you were in the mood to eat, I'm not even going to allow you to leave my establishment maybe 30 or 45 minutes earlier than you would have because we don't have what you need. Why don't you keep ordering drinks and I'll take care of the rest? What? (laughs) What? Love it. Love it. The weight what was so strong. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Sir. Wait, what? Wait, what? So it was amazing. So shout out to the griot. Um, the, and the owner, John Taylor, he really serviced and put it all on the line for us that evening, treated us swell, asked us what type of music we like to hear. My, my friend that I was with, you know, made a suggestion and he went and pulled out the record exactly what she was looking for and put it on like all night. It That's was just nice. like, it was bomb. So I love businesses that, that do that and that cater to their people without any hesitation. Yeah. That's awesome. So. You already know that I'm not a movie person. Like, I maybe see... Well, I see movies, but it's because I took my take my kids. Like, so, they're all animated cartoons. The movies see you. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Technicalities don't matter here. We don't do technicalities, okay? Just know I, I goes to the theater. That's all I'm saying, okay? Got it. Now, for, as far as adult movies, maybe, maybe one a year. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe one every two years. Okay. Um. So... You know, I already t- I, t- I tell you, like, I don't like people who quote movies because I never know what you're talking about. Even if I saw the movie, like The Color Purple, I've seen that years ago. I've seen certain movies years ago. And so when people quote them, like Life. Life is a movie that people like to quote a lot. And they're all like, ah, you, you ate my cornbread. Like, no, 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 I didn't. No, nope, nope. Heard somebody else say that's somebody else. But I can't picture why that's funny. <laughs> so, you know, a girl's talking to me at work. And she, um, she's the one who I tell you who's real, like, she's just as blunt as I am. She'll tell me if my food looks nasty, she'll just tell me whatever. Yes. So she was, like, quoting the movie, laughing, of course. And I was like, I don't like, I was like, how do you guys know these movies? I was like, do you actually keep rewatching them to learn the part? She's like, yeah, we keep rewatching them. And, you know, if we like the movie, we'll just watch it again and watch it again. I was like, I don't get why people do that. I was like, that's so silly. While you're watching that movie, you could be watching another movie. Like, why would you rewatch a movie? She's like, don't you re-listen to the same songs? <laughs> wait, excuse me, excuse me. Wait, wait, what? She's like, yeah. She was like, why you listen to the same song? Uh, of course, I'm stumped trying to stammer something out. She was like, the same thing the song does for you. It's the same words with the same singer, and it makes you feel the same way every time. I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Hey, when somebody get you good. Get you good. <laughs> I was like, you're absolutely right. Like, I put on certain songs just to feel like the way I felt the last time I listened to the song. Wow. There's really no difference. <laughs> Got me together. You hear me? Got him. That's <laughs> such a good point. Because, you know, to your exact point, I used to hear certain um, people that, that I respect and follow say, I read, I heard Damon John once, the founder of FUBU, yeah. say, I read this same book every year. Every mm-hmm. year I make it a point to reread this book. And I thought he was out of his mind. Right. I'm like, who rereads books? Right. That's exactly what I thought before she said that. Books, movies, Everything. TV shows. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, every time you put on that Drake again, you're doing the same thing as me. Wow. Yeah. She you're might as well you're drop no the better mic. than me. You're no better. We are one. Drop the mic. <laughs> All right, you got me. Go on, go on. That's your problem. Don't got nothing to say. Right, always making sense. Making too much sense. Get out of here. 
everybody. <laughs> but that is so true. And now, you know what's crazy? I now re-listen to podcasts and, mm-hmm. you know, things and study different stuff on YouTube. I actually listened to something one time, one time, mm-hmm. I listened to a podcast three times in yeah. the same day. Really? In the same day. And that's day. another thing she said when you re- when you watch it and now you'll see things from a different angle because you know what's coming. Yes. Like when you watch it the first time, you're trying to, why'd they do that? Why'd they say that? Oh, this is, okay. Oh, I remember this part and now this part make, it makes another part that you didn't quite understand make more sense. Yes. So shout out to all the people who are just as quick thinking and just as witty as, as I am. Yeah, you know, you know? <laughs> that was what we should have took from that. Right. That, that, that's the point I'm trying to make. I ain't the only clever one out here. <laughs> love it. Love it. So relationship goals, hashtag relationship goals. What's your relationship like with your body, Jay, now versus before, before you lost weight, before you got into a healthy relationship with your body? I have been through so many. It's like, you know how when you're in a relationship with a person, you go through your ups and downs. My my relationship with myself, like the way I feel about my body has went through the same amount of ups and downs. Wow. Love, like, detached, um, you know, all those different emotions I've had with my body. And most of them, what's so crazy is if I was on the island by myself, nobody there, maybe just me and my kids. I probably wouldn't even have had as many as uh, emotions, you know, just me and my family. Uh, I wouldn't have had these many emotions. But because society has said, this is the way you should look. This is how you should feel. Now I'm like, oh, my legs should be bigger. My legs should be smaller. My stomach should be flatter. Now it looks, you know, it's just everything, everything. And it's just as we said before, it's always based on something you're kind of already insecure about, right? Because somebody has told me, you know, like, you ain't, you don't got that much back there talking about my butt. And I'm like, um, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with my body. Like, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm fine with whatever I got back there. I don't even pay it any mind. So whatever you feel about it is how you feel about it. Because I don't care about how my, I mean, to me, it looks nice. And that's, that's the end of it. Yeah. But if it's something that I already have, have these negative emotions attached to, then I start to feel insecure about it. And I know a lot of it comes from what other people say. And then I think, I don't think this on a conscious level, but I think what society says, it kind of molds how the other part of the society thinks. And then they think that I should be that thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, For me, my relationship with my body has two emotions. Love and or hate. <laughs> There's no in between ever? No. Re- like before I lost weight, it was just like, no, because before I lost weight, before I knew I was overweight, I was kind of okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was conscious of the fact that I was overweight that I was like, oh, this got to go. Right. Before we got really health conscious, I, I didn't pay that much attention to my body. I'm going to be quite honest. Yeah. Just wear the right things that don't expose the things you don't like to keep it moving. <laughs> right. Like, right. Duh. Throw on that blazer. Throw on a blazer. Maybe a loose shirt. If the shirt's tight, throw on a bigger blazer or something, or a little scarf around it and keep right. it pushing. You, yeah. you learn all the tricks. Don't buy pants with the pockets on the side. Don't, do don't, don't get those slacks. Don't get the ones that zip up in the back or the side. Your hips ain't going to be able to take it. Yeah. Like, you know all of the yeah. tricks of the trade. Um, but now, I love my body. But what's crazy is that I'm insecure about my body depending on who I'm around. 
So you know how I cannot walk down the street without some catcalling going on and some ignorant man making obscene comments about my body. Right. And so I become instantly insecure. And so I try and wear certain clothes that's going to cover up, you know, maybe my behind or something like that or my legs if I think that, you know, I'm going to get catcalled. Right. And I hate having to live like that, but it really makes me insecure about my body. Yeah, I understand that because it depends. Like now that I'm like, like, okay, so for instance, this past year, I've been really, really um, like kind of, I, I like where I am, you know, wearing the short dresses and wearing my arms out and wearing my back out and things like that. Now, I don't know if you can call this a relationship. Now I'm like, okay, well, I'll be 40 this year. Does that change? Now, what type of clothes will I wear to accentuate what I like about my body? Now, you know, how will I show my body in a positive light to show what I what I love, but to not look like I'm trying to be in my 20s again? So I don't know if that's a body relationship or is that just trying to figure out and navigate through this whole thing with... You know, because all I never want to be is that person that looks like they're trying to relive their 20s. <laughs> like, no, you need to kind of, like, leave that with the people that still club hopping. Like, yeah. it's, you know, you're a mom. And I know some of the moms are cringing out there. Shout out to all my moms out there. <laughs> but as you grow, the way we show our bodies, I believe, should change. So if you love your body mm-hmm. and you want to accentuate what you love. Mm-hmm. How do you do that and you and and have and keep it that line of maturity? You get what I'm saying? I think your I think your maturity dictates what you wear, not the other way around. What right. you wear doesn't dictate your maturity. So I know without fail, when we see a 45, 50, 60 year old person wearing clothes that seem to be for the younger generation, you can guarantee as soon as you start having a conversation with them. They're not going to be giving you this this ton of wisdom and be think? real. I've never seen it. I've never seen somebody just like their their your their attitude not match their clothes. Wow. You have? I don't know why that was just so deep to me because I think that's so deep to me because I was telling you that um a lot of people will come up to me at work and just tell me all of their information and all of their lives. And they, someone has even came to my desk and saw, and sat on the floor cross-leg style. Like, I've been wanting to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what? But I think it's like my, the way I, my head wraps and my, my wooden earrings and my, like, I guess my clothes give off their own persona that, mm-hmm. like. Yes. And I never thought about that because I don't know. Even somebody commented like, "God, you know everybody's business." Like, yeah. I don't know why I know everybody's business. You, you look, you look the part. And it's maybe it's because I look the part. You look that the part. Really interesting. Yeah, we 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 people can tell the way I dress. Like when I go out, you know how I dress. Yeah, I look like somebody that's mature, a little sophisticated, a little bit with her pinky in the air. You know what I mean? Like you, you just look the part. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, the same thing with your body, though. Your body is an indicator of how you value yourself and how you take care of yourself and what means what to you. Just like your piercings are so powerful for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what you choose to do with your body and how you choose to represent yourself is a very clear indicator, you know? Okay, so let's talk about body types and how 
how do you think that's an indicator? Because I try not to believe this because I don't want to believe that. Because if it's true, then that means that everybody I know don't value themselves and they and they and they don't. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, for instance, like you are what you eat, and if you allow, if you don't work out and you don't treat your body right, then you then there's no self love there. And it's like that couldn't be true because the people in my life they um might not be the right size that they want to be or that they should be, but that doesn't equate to you don't value yourself. It's just that you don't have the um the determination and the willpower right now so when you have a relationship i think you have to get a relationship with your mind and spirit yep before it can translate and transfer over to having a positive relationship with your body but when i say your body is an indicator of how you take care of yourself it is like black and white like if you're out of shape if you're sickly like if you're always having aches and pains like and when i say out of shape i don't care about what the scales say right Right. you can be as big as a twig and be out of shape so if you're out of shape if you're your knees and your back always bothering you all those things and i know you don't believe in this that much but that's a manifestation of your emotions and other areas of your life what's going on Right. Just like if you're if you're having like flare ups in certain parts of your body and like, for example, um, your feet, there's different, you know, chakras in your feet that represent your love life, for example. And if you have pressure points in that area, then you might have a tumultuous love life right now. Like there's certain everything that's going on in your life emotionally manifesting your body physically. And when you not when you're not taking care of yourself, that comes through as well. And that's your the. Just like how when you walk in a room, what you look like, what you're wearing talks before you do. Okay, so let me get this straight. All right. I'm a girl, right? I'm, let's say I eat a lot of fast food. I'm not in shape. I don't exercise. I have a big gut. I have tons of body fat. But I absolutely love my body and I absolutely feel confident. And I do believe that that. I'm going to dig deeper. Nope, I'm going to ask. You ever heard of the seven-layer question? No. Phenomenon. It was kind of like where you continue to ask somebody, but why? But why do you do that? Okay, so you do that because of this, but then why? And you ask all the way down to seven questions. And by the time you get to the seventh question, you've uncovered the truth. That, that okay, that's deep. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. So, however, I'm, I'm thinking about to when, before I got healthy, I, I felt... I felt really good about myself. And I So really, why did you change? Because I became conscious of the way I was eating did not say you want to be here for a long time. But I wasn't conscious of the way I was eating before. It wasn't intentional to eat bad. Right. It was just that it, I wasn't conscious that I should be eating this to do this to do that. So it was basically basically ignorance. Right. It had I don't think it translated to um, let's dig deeper, but why, but why, but why, and it's going to come down to, I don't care for myself enough or who knows. Right. Yeah. But who knows? But I, but there's many people who are conscious of, I make bad choices. Now I do agree that there is a, um, a group of individuals who are completely ignorant. Like, oh, I thought juice was healthy. I mm-hmm. thought I was making a good choice. Right. You know what I mean? I, I completely agree. At the same time, they also have habits that they know are bad. Right. That they decide not to change. Some people don't think they're worthy. 
of love, like they still like smoking cigarettes, for example, or you know when you know you buy a bunch of packaged sweets, for example, honey buns and Twinkies or whatever. Like a lot of times, people take their emotions and they bury them in bad habits. Okay. So kind of like when Lisa Nichols, I don't know if you ever heard her talk tell the story about how when her ex went to prison, she couldn't get over it for years and years and years because in her mind they he were going to be together right. happily ever after and she said when she finally talked to him on the phone from prison and cried and got all of that out she could finally lose 80 pounds she was like i was wearing an emotional coat yeah I and it that. wasn't until i purged that emotion and tapped into the source of my hurt and my pain that i stopped feeding my emotions through food Right. And so I think a lot of people, I have clients who go through a lot of things like grief and stuff. And when they finally are able to settle with it, then they are able to make changes, major changes in their health. Okay. Here's my issue with the whole thing, because let's just, let's just be honest and say, we already know that 20%, there's only 20% of the population who will ever get it right. That's just, that's just statistically speaking. And when you say get it right, that means what? Adopt a healthy lifestyle and stick to it. Right. Won't. Only 20% of the population of America will ever get healthy. I'm not get healthy, but will ever decide to eat right and to exercise and make this a lifestyle. Not 80% of the nation uh-huh. will continue to eat crap, will continue to be sedentary, will continue. Or will continue to try and fail. And, and try and fail and try. And fail mostly. And fail mostly. Okay. So, it, speaking just on that statistic, I want to encourage people, and, and this is really hard for me to say because I always want to encourage people to eat right and, and exercise, but I also want to encourage the people who who try and fail and to, to love themselves into a space. They're, they're not depressed. Because what I realized is that although the people who don't exercise and who don't eat right, even though they, they've made this decision, they don't do it, but they also, when they see a person that is in shape, that does eat right, mm-hmm. it's that instant comparison and that instant, I need to lose weight. I don't like my body. So while you don't have the strength, while you haven't found that, you know, every that why to get you going, how, how do you encourage somebody to love their body even even still, even still. It takes mind work. It takes psychological and emotional fitness. And so a lot of us don't intentionally work on our mindset. True. So just like you have to physically go to the gym, you have to mentally and emotionally work on becoming stronger. It's not an, It's not something that's guaranteed. It's not something that just comes. You have to literally work on being psychologically, emotionally, and intellectually fit. Say that again, man. That is so, so true. We've addressed this. How, how it's so misunderstood that it takes work to be, uh, like you said, emotionally, mentally fit. Yeah. You really have to ad- adopt new techniques because as you um, start to add more on your plate, because here's the thing I've noticed. People wait for the perfect time. The kids are small. Um, I'm going to start getting, I'm working out when, when they get bigger, then they get bigger and you, and they need more Then Oh, I'm a, I'll start working out when I graduate. Cause now you graduate, you got this whole career. So during the meantime, you're waiting for this perfect time to get healthy and love your body. Right. Right. 
never did anyone say, well, during the meantime, what are you going to do for your, for your emotional wellness? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to start meditating? Are you going to start listening to, you know, different, like some people go to church, right? Some people go to church, but there's very little encouragement to say, hey, well, well, what about your, okay, even though you do have time to work out, you can't eat healthy, but all right, since you say you do, you don't, what are you going to do to improve your mindset? Like, what are you going to do to make sure that you're emotionally healthy? Like, what are some of the things you do? Visualization, first and foremost. If you cannot see it, it's going to become very hard to achieve it. Visualization is by far one of the most powerful tools that I use to accomplish my goals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, meditation, We everybody knows that. Meditation, fasting, you, you know what I mean? My squad. Yeah. You know, I, I got so many people in my corner who will never doubt me. Right. Who will never tell me I can't. Who will work on my goals when I'm not around. Right. You feel me? Like, these are all intentional practices that I've put in place. And these are all people that I've groomed. Like you, we always say you teach people how to treat you. Right. That's number one. And you tell people what your core values are by leading with those core values and whatever you do. Okay. Right. So the only way to, so, you know, our pet peeves is like when we, I'm a vegan or I'm a vegetarian or I got to hit the gym after work. I wish I could be like you. Right. We hate when people do that. Hate it, I, yeah. Like, right. I wish I'm going to get like you one day. I'm not there yet. I'm not ready. But, are, and you're also not getting ready. You're also not preparing. Right. Just like when you were going to China and everybody was like, oh, I wish I could be like you. And you were like, you, you could. You can. This, <laughs> you can. this is available to us all. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't right. pass a special test. My raffle ticket didn't get pulled. Yeah. You know, I work to be and and go to places I want to go. I work to be in this space and where I am right now. And you can too. But it all comes down to self-worth and value. I wish I could be like you. Listen to that sentence. Look, listen to all the things you're implying about yourself in that sentence. You're already manifesting that you can't. You're already manifesting that you don't have the willpower. You're not strong enough. You're not capable. That that goes to the power of words, though. So, you know, when it comes to loving your body or loving who you are, loving, you know, the house you have or, or accepting the car you drive, it's all about words, leading your mind with your words. If people knew the power that words have, one of the things that my yoga teacher um, taught me or taught our whole class, actually, um, is what's your yoga, you know? She was like, people, when th- they think of yoga, they think of yoga. They think of going to a class and they think of doing yoga poses. She said, all yoga is, is something that brings you happiness, that brings you relaxation, mm. that puts you at peace. So your yoga could be the, the happy hour every Friday. Hello. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your yoga could be your, your, your spouse. Your yoga could be walking your dog like you have to find things in your life that you absolutely love and stop focusing on the negative appreciate what you have that's how you build better goals too stop picking things apart start embracing the things and and focusing on the things that you love about whatever it is that you have if you got a 1995 uh escort they still make (laughs) nine did that come out 1995 (laughs) no i I don't know but let's say you got a 1995 escort okay focus on what it is you get some 
some nice seat covers in your escort, your favorite color. Like there's something you can learn to like about anything. And if there is nothing you can extract that you love, then you need to get rid of it. The best thing I heard was if it isn't beautiful and it doesn't, if it doesn't add value into your life, get rid of it. Period. Point blank. There's no in between. No, just sitting it in the corner. No, just broken down car in your driveway. It might get fixed. If it's not beautiful and it's, it's not valuable, get rid of it. Maybe you need to make room. Have you ever went to a restaurant? Not lately, because we don't we don't eat like that no more. <laughs> but back in the day, you know, when you went to Coney Island yeah. and you put the um, or you know, it's that big bulletproof glass, and you gotta, and you got you put your money in there. They open it right, mm-hmm. and then when they put their food back in there, you gotta have your door completely closed in order. They gotta have their door completely closed for you to open yours. Mm-hmm. And if you try to pull it in theirs, isn't completely closed, it won't open. Mm-hmm. That's a protection thing for them, so you can't put a gun in there or do anything violent to them. They have to completely have theirs closed right. so you can open yours. That's just how your life is. Some doors home. have to be completely shut for something else to open. Shut it. No, don't crack it. Don't crack it because it won't open. You got to shut that door so you can extract what you need out of the next situation. People always want to crack doors. Well, I'm going to kind of stay in this relationship and, and leave see something. Open a little bit. No, you got to close that door. Wait for something new so you can get something new. Get rid. And then you will start seeing the beauty in other things. Yep. Right? So when it re- in, in relation to... In relation to your body, body image, a lot of us hang on to the old us, even when we're ready to embrace the new us, right? We so say, say we're ready. You, you think, okay, so here's the example I want to give. You and I, right? Yep. Now, people that come around us, they already know what time it is. They eat healthy. They don't, they, you know what I'm saying? That, and if you hung with us every day, I think they're... Even if you fought against it, you will automatically start thinking in a better way. But guess what will happen? You will still hang on to that old you because you feel like this is the me I've always been. I've always ate this way. I'm not going to change my way just because that's the way they think. Like you can get exposed to new things and still fight and still resist. And still resist. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, don't, I really kind of like don't understand that. Yes, you do. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you, you, you gave me that look like, Jay, you know. Come on now. You know. Come on but now. But seriously. You know comfort zones are people's... Sh- Listen, the, the, the known is the, is the most damaging and fear and thing that people could ever expose themselves to. The known. Right. The known. The unknown is where all the magic happens. The unknown is where the growth happens. Even... Your, your leg bothering you, right? Your left knee. Your left knee always twitch every night between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. Uh-huh. Your left knee always twitching, right? But you go Google it. You look it up on WebMD, and it say, oh, left knee syndrome. Does, does it twitch from 7 to 8 p.m.? Yep. That's called left knee syndrome, LNS, right? right. <laughs> okay. We put a name to it. You ecstatic. Oh, I got LNS. I got left knee syndrome, <laughs> right? We It's familiar to us now. We can own it. We can let that in. And we can sit comfortable t- with it. But it's the unknown that scares us the most. Right. So even if the known is something toxic, something bad, you know, whatever. But we know it. And now we can settle in with it and right. snuggle up to it. Mm-hmm. But when it's uncomfortable, when it's unfamiliar to us then that's when we, we're completely out of whack. We don't know. Like, we mm-hmm. don't know what to do. We don't know how to behave 
We don't know who we are. We question everything when the things are unfamiliar to us. But unfamiliarity is what you should always seek. It's what you should go after. Right. Like, when it's time to go on vacation, stop going to Florida every year. <laughs> Hello. You just you back, go again? You just, you just love Orlando. You just love Miami. You just constantly in the same places. You constantly with the same people. When's the last time you went and tried a new restaurant? Tried a new whatever it is shopped in a different store no because i know this right Right. and my favorite saying is the people who do the the least know the most the people who do the least know the most so you can't grow growth can't happen in that in florida every year growth cannot happen it sure can't and if it does it's going to be so minute that it doesn't it doesn't even matter. Right. You know, and that, and another thing, since you brought up the same circle of people or not meeting new people, that's another uh, body image thing. When you hang around the same people and you guys look the same, it, it really distorts your view on what's, what you want and what's acceptable and what's acceptable because they look like me and then or we all, or, or, or you we look all, the best in the group. Oh don't don't look the best in the group. Don't never look the best. Yeah, that, that's a problem. That's also a problem, right? Right. But you can hang around the same people at the same time. But does your group group collectively have a growth mindset? Right. You know what I mean? It's the majority of your squad going after, mm-hmm. going after more, going after the unknown. You know, if if somebody talking about doing something that you would have never thought of, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, yeah, boom. You asked me earlier if I could move anywhere in the world, where would I go? Hong Kong, boom. Average person, like, I love Cali. I love Miami. I go there every year for vacation. I buy a house there first, somewhere I done been 20 times. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what's the growth mindset? Where is that at? And, and, And when, it's funny because when you become comfortable with doing uncomfortable things, you begin to love yourself more. You stand out more. You shine more. And also, when you start doing uncomfortable things, you start getting uncomfortable not doing uncomfortable things. Yeah. Like, when you realize, I haven't done something to make me uncomfortable in a minute. That means I'm doing the same whole right. thing. Right. Uh-uh, this will not work. This yeah. will not do. Um, let's touch really quickly on the big girl movement. Because I know that's one of the things, that's, you know... Self-love and big and sexy and, like, do you think there's a huge, like, is it a scam? Do you think it's this big cover-up to just pretend as if you love yourself and you're proud of your body, but secretly the majority of the the faces of the big girl movement are insecure? Yes. Yep. (laughs) Cut and dry. Cut and dry. Reason being is, you know... We're, we're pretty, we, we communicate with the public a lot. Yes. And uh, we are always posting things and saying things. And so naturally people will message us asking us questions and things like that. And some of those people are the same people that, you know, the big group are the same people who sending me messages like, how do I lose 10, 15 pounds? And then next thing I know, I answer and then they have all this plate of fried food on their timeline. On their timeline. Right. And, and, of course, I'm like, what just happened? I just spent 20 minutes giving you this message. But the thing about it is they, they're not, they don't feel strong enough. So now it's like, well, let me just embrace who I am. Let me stop um, trying to be somebody else. Let me just, I'm a size, whatever, whatever, whatever. Let me just be me and embrace it and, and, and pretend 
I don't think they're consciously thinking like, let me pretend. Yeah. But let me just embrace who I am. Right. Yeah. Your your brain is always going to default to its comfort zone. So if um, saying what it, you've always said feels the most comfortable, that's totally what you'll always do. Right. Totally what you'll always do. And I feel really bad for a lot of individuals because they try and portray as they're happy, they're healthy, they're proud of who they are. But just like that girl you follow who just um, posted a picture of herself and the caption was like, why are you not married? And then she wrote, because I'm fat on her finger yeah. where the wedding ring is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and she posts, she posts a lot of memes, um, about big girls and, and I'm, and I'm always, I've, I've been two seconds away from saying, here's my number, call me. I will help you for free because what happens is she'll post a lot of different, except me, I'm a big girl. Do you like big girls? Yes or no. Um, I'm cute and cute and chubby and there's all these things like embracing it. And then I will see a post saying I'm. I'm trying to lose 20, 30 pounds and they'll show some healthy food with it and then they'll be right back to eating. Or she posted um, something saying, um, I'm the only person who will leave the gym and get a donut. And I was just thinking, that's like, that's you You have a struggle. Like, let's not downplay that. Right. Like, let's, let's acknowledge that. Like, seriously, like, real talk, I would help her. But I don't want to be offensive. Right. You know, because I know, I mean, I even though I never hear it, but I know people probably like, Jay, you are size six. Everybody don't. First of all, everybody doesn't want to be a size six. Right. And secondly, everybody can't be a size six. Right. So don't try to make us be a size six like you. Right. And that's never my goal. Never my goal. Like, if your body, you can be a size 12 with a, a body percentage of fat lower than mine. Right. You could literally have a body fat percentage that's really low and be a size 16 like have a small flat stomach oh and just so that you know this is one of the things that um bothers me small women thinking that they are healthy and they have a belly if you have a belly <laughs> i don't care if you are a size 1 2 16 20 yep. the size 20 if their stomach is flat and you are a size 4 and you have this big pot belly you are in danger of more chronic illnesses than they are. So please do not get it twisted. That's where most of chronic, that is a key indicator that you're heading down the wrong path. That's the yep. most dangerous spot for fat to be. It is. That visceral fat around your midsection, like you said, is the first indication that chronic disease is looming ahead. Yeah. Um, and so to be able to love your body and, and be in a good relationship with yourself, I think it requires a ton of intentional self-care. Mm -hmm. And that starts with, with what you feed your body. Whether it's conscious or unconscious, there comes a point where you have to acknowledge the fact that the way I treat my vessel is a clear indicator of the relationship that I have with myself. And yes, you know, sometimes you might not know better. But I'm 100% sure there's things that you do because we, we destroy our bodies. We, te we treat our bodies like we can go to the store and get another one if this one doesn't work out. Sure. You know, we pour so many toxins and poisons and we take ourselves through so many things. We allow ourselves to be stressed out. We're not even going to get on stress, right? We stay in uncomfortable, stressful, emotionally and a psychological stressful environments and relationships 
Um, that's doing damage to your body. Doing damage to your body is not just about what you eat or whether or not you work out. Right. Doing damage to your body is staying with somebody who makes you unhappy. Right. Right. Like, you know, you ever been in an argument with somebody and you guys are yelling and everything and something starts hurting while you're arguing. Yes, that's happened to me. <laughs> so like literally, you know, that's 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 a real thing. Yeah. You know because what I mean? Your uh, blood pressure literally shoots up, skyrockets and now your body is reacting like what the connection between mind, body and spirit is so deep because everything works together it's not like you know how they say the first indicator that that your body is going way wayward is erectile dysfunction most people will start with oh look at this and see what's wrong with me and sometimes it may be all the way up in your head what's going wrong yes something in your foot that's going wrong yes it's 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 all in connection it's like a marriage between it all it's not separate don't think because your head hurt that it couldn't be a blood clot in your toe and it it all works together so of course it naturally if you start eating better and you start taking care of yourself your your mind your body your spirit all of it collectively will start getting healthier there's no way like my confidence soared when i start putting better food in my body i start thinking about how will this affect me yes how would this like i start feeling more value to myself like i'm worth going to the grocery store yes reading like i'm worth this my my family is worth this like i cannot sit around and act like i can i got two of these like if oh don't worry if I have a heart attack look downstairs in that in that one room in the back and just go get another jack just, just pass me some new arteries yeah just just go ahead and grab that it's cool yeah like, no this is all I got this is all that I was given this yes is, this is it yes this is what has to carry me through my kids graduation yes. this is the same thing that I have to be to use to hold my grandkids in my hand for the very first time. This is the same body that's going to take us to Columbia and Hong Kong when we graduate. Hello. This is the same body. It's the same body. Nothing is going. I'm not getting a new one. These people making all these plans, but not preparing the vessel that's supposed to get them there. Oh, and if the vessel gets them there, if my knees and my back hurt and I got to, oh, hold on, let me take my blood. I don't want to do that. Right. I can't sit in the plane for hours because things start tightening up. My ankle swelling up from all the sodium. Like, how are you making all these plans for your life? You about to have this business. You want to start a family. You want to be a, a public speaker. You want to be an author. You want to be all these amazing things, but you are not preparing the transportation tool that's supposed to get you there and you're not preparing the vessel that's supposed to form when you perform when you get on that stage it makes no sense right so when you build a better relationship with your body start treating your body better it will improve all the relationships lisa told me today if i get a new mattress <laughs> listen it will enhance the quality of everybody's life i said wait what? that should have been my <laughs> wait what Listen, we got a new mattress three days ago, and I swear on everything I love, (laughs) my life, just quality of my life went up at least 20 points. Yeah, and with her quality going up, it enhances the quality of, like, my life because, I, you know, she's in my life. So I'm just saying, (laughs) you know, you never know what may elevate. You might save a life just by eating right. Think about that. For real. For real. And you know what is what is so awesome, though? What? Because there's hope at the end of this conversation. Because I don't, because somebody's listening, like, they walking on my lane. They, they looking in my window. And, right. and, and it, 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 I've done so much damage. And I continue to do damage. Is there hope? You know what's so awesome? What? Is that 
everything you've done to your body or any chronic disease you have right now, any chronic pain you have, any medications that you're taking is all reversible. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. Cancer can be reversible. Mm -hmm. Yep. Everything is reversible. True. It's not a life sentence. And I don't, I don't care what the studies say. I don't care what the doctors say. We were just listening to a whole lecture about AIDS not even being real. Right. Right? We're not going to go that heavy today, but it's reversible. You still got a shot. You can wake up tomorrow. You could take a nap after listening to this and wake up and decide to make a different choice. Make a run to that grocery store. Like, you know what? Clear out, clean out the cabinets. I'm about to, I'm about to change my life. And that's, I love to say this to people. Like you can decide in five minutes, I'm going to be a different person and nobody can do anything about it. Yes. That's it. That's the end of the story. You can decide. Five minutes from now. No, not tomorrow. Five minutes from now, I'm not going to be the person I used to be. I used to do this. I used to eat that way. I used to be that person. And you can decide, you know what, I'm done with this. Absolutely. And don't let anybody tell you or make you feel bad about changing. Right. You you used to eat, we used to go to floods or we used to go to Coney Island every night after, you don't go there no more. She acting different. She act like she better than us now. Because I am different. Boom. I'm sick of people not embracing that. But that's a whole nother show. I don't understand why people aren't allowed to change. It's so crazy to me. You didn't used to like that 10 years ago. You're right. What did you tell me earlier? Then you're luck. Then you are lucky to have the privilege to be in my life and watch me and watch me grow. Right. Like that's a privilege that I kept you around as I grow and I elevated and I got better. Obviously, I saw some value in you. Don't don't critique me and tell me, oh, you changed. Oh, okay. I like you enough to keep you around as I discard the things that I don't need and value. That's what you're really saying to me. So let's just grow together. Boom. Make a conscious effort. Make a conscious effort because I tell you what's about to change. <laughs> my choice in people keep it up <laughs> keep it up oh what did that comedian say here today go on tomorrow change, how do you oh, change wait what's the, what's the you joke? can't change people but you can change people yep yep that's all you, you can't do. change people but you can change people exactly you know what i mean i can't change you jay but i can get a whole new I jay swap you out. right i could swap you out for somebody who shares my core values mm-hmm. right so self-love and and the relationship that you have with yourself is the is, is something that you train and you develop. It it doesn't happen with a surgery. It doesn't happen with a ten day smoothie cleanse. It doesn't happen with meditating one time or fasting one time and deciding it doesn't work or that you can't do it. It takes constant and consistent practice and putting these things, these messages, and these habits on repeat. And that's how you manifest a new relationship with yourself and with your body. Yep, one hundred percent. Let's bridge the gap for him, Jay. Okay. Let's bridge the gap. Bridging the gap is our segment where we correlate today's topic with your business as an entrepreneur or your career as a nine to fiver. Having a healthy relationship with yourself as a business owner and in your company directly correlates with how you present yourself and how you present your brand. You know, I was recently taught uh, teaching as part of an entrepreneurial series at the University of Phoenix. And the these newly entrepreneurs in the audience were were kind of talking about their apprehension Mm -hmm. with posting about their company or um, introducing themselves to potential leads and potential clients. And one of the things I told them is that the reason you have so much fear of talking about yourself and your brand is because you don't have any confidence, mm-hmm. right? And so you're suffering from imposter syndrome and you haven't built up this confidence. 
you have to build a company or a brand no matter what you do you have to ask the question is this my best work Mm -hmm. right in your company is this my best work when I write this post when I write this chapter for my book as I'm developing this product or if I'm when I'm designing this jewelry or these clothes or I'm doing branding for other people is this my best work because if you know that it is your best work Mm -hmm. you're gonna present as such right right you have to be so in love with your work, with what you do, with the servicing that you offer, that nobody can, nobody can come back with anything that you don't already have an answer for. You have to develop a relationship with your brand and with yourself as an entrepreneur and as an owner that is unpenetrable. Nobody can penetrate this. I know professionally fit in and out, right? Nobody's going to tell me that I can't coach them to health and wellness through nutrition through physical exercise because i study it i practice it and i was a student before i was the owner right Mm -hmm. so there is nothing that you can't tell my relationship with myself as an entrepreneur is so strong Mm -hmm. it's so strong that it's become untouchable but that all comes from confidence and the question is this my best work yeah, exactly. It's 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 really the same. It's the same thing. The same concept, actually, when it comes to nine to five. Exactly what I really don't have anything to say uh, different other than as well as when it comes to being an entrepreneur, a nine to a nine to fiver, and and that's in relation to a relation to business. But the relationship with your body, once again, when you feel confident in yourself, the way you look, and I'm talking about aesthetics here. When you feel confident in the way you look, you carry yourself differently with more pride. You, you, and, and how you do anything is how you do everything. If you're confident in this, you're going to be confident in that. If you feel good in this, you're going to feel good in that. Like it, it's like managing your mood. You know what I remember about 9 to 5 and my confidence in my relationship with myself is my capability for even going somewhere in that company. Like me even trying to climb to climb the ladder. Right. Like not like, am I educated enough? And am I qualified enough? Do mm-hmm. I have enough experience? Mm-hmm. So you so you saying your relationship with yourself helps you to excel higher because you have confidence in yourself, meaning you're going to push yourself. Like you're going to feel more worthy to be promoted. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was always that us and them dichotomy, like, oh, I can't go out to lunch with the hires up or the managers and supervisors. I need to stay in my own lane. So when that us and them dichotomy is created, you even feel like there's a separation between yourself and the higher ups. Right. You know, so there's just no um, there's there's a direct correlation with shout out to the mini soundtrack while I'm just <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like I think I want a little Tay Tay little Tay Tay out here <laughs> but there's definitely a direct correlation with the relationship you have with yourself and your worthiness in your 9 to 5 definitely you know so um I don't know Jay I felt like this episode it it was real personal you think so yeah, yeah <laughs> trying to save ourselves today right right i mean next podcast y'all cool about y'all right but you know it's really important to have these conversations because you know especially as women and and today 
with media and TV shows and everything, even though there's a, a bigger, diverse representation of different types of women, even, even from um, natural and short hair to bald fades to mm-hmm. full-figured women to curvy to slender women. And, and there's a huge diversity. And even with all of that, you know, there's someone who feels like they're not doing this thing right. Right. And um, I just want to make it very clear that you are, but as long as you're constantly making a conscious decision to grow and not becoming complacent, mm-hmm. even when you think you're great, even when you think you've nailed it. Uh, okay, yeah. So I was re- I'm sure you listened to it, the podcast with um, Eric Thomas, uh-huh. and he was talking about his son, and he said his son was about to graduate from college, and he was about to get his basically his dream job, and he was telling Lewis Howes, like, he's in the most dangerous place he can ever be, and his son was like, H-, you know, basically like, how oh, I'm about to get my dream job, I'm about to graduate from college, and I'm getting this job right after, I-. like, who right. wouldn't want that? How am I in the most dangerous place? He's like, because you're getting everything you wanted. What now? What's going to make you keep pushing? What's going to make you strive for more? What's going to make you say, I'm, I'm aiming higher? Like, you're in a dangerous spot because you can easily come, become complacent. Yeah. When you, it, it's a blessing and a curse not to have that struggle. Right. When you no longer have the struggle and things aren't beginning to manifest, you have to literally find a new source. Like us now with our bodies. Yeah. While we still work out. We are, okay, I want I want this, my arms to look like this now. Right. All right, yeah, I got the flat stomach now. Yeah, my butt is sitting a little higher. Yeah, I toned my legs. But now I want my back to look like that. Like, you always got to find something to aim for because if you become complacent, so it's, it's, the, it's the equivalent of not living. Yes. Complacency the... is the equivalent to not living, If I mean, to me. Some people find comfort in the in the day to day conundrum of just going to work, coming home. The Walking Dead. The Walking Zombies is what I like. Oh to my God! Same routine. Yeah. Day in routine. and day out, eat the same thing, go to the yeah. same places, hang with the same people. So even if you do love your body, you think you okay, still work out, still still do something different. You, I mean, get tone your legs up, get rid of the. I mean, try to work on the cellulite. Like there's something you could be doing. For your body, but if not, even in the physical sense, eat better. Think about the life you want 30 years from now. Nobody plans to be dead. Nobody's like 30 years from now, eh, you plan to be here. So act like it. And with that, <laughs> and right on, with that, on that note, as usual, guys, for this and past and future episodes, you can find us at www.professionallyfit.co. We post a new episode on Professionally Fit Radio every single Monday, a new blog post every single Friday. And if you are interested in getting professionally fit, please go to the website, professionallyfit.co, and click on Get Professionally Fit if you need help with those relationships goals we have an amazing product launching soon called bbox which is dedicated to everything we were talking about today bbox is designed to get you psychologically and emotionally fit i have poured my heart into this box for the past several months and it is going to include my course a five-day course called sci-fi psychological fitness which is dedicated with to getting you psychologically and emotionally fit so if you need help with building a healthy relationship with yourself, mind, body, and spirit. That will be an awesome place to start. We'll be back here, as always, with a new episode on Professionally Fit Radio. Until then, be Peace. well. <laughs>